It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. So Ireland's largest and most spectacular gardening event returns this Thursday for a five-day run. Board B as Bloom is in its 17th year and is so much more than a gardening event. Last week I spoke to Head of Bloom, Laura Douglas, to find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Laura, great to have you on the programme. Bloom is always one of my highlights every year it's such an exciting event so much more than just a gardening event which it started out uh, many years ago yeah thank you very much for having me on and you're right um you know board bloom started off back in 2007 um under board gloss which was the irish horticulture board with the initial concept being behind the event being to have a national showcase for irish horticulture um so it started with the show gardens located in the OPW's Victorian Gardens. I think there was you know, 37,000 visitors. Um, and apparently it rained all day, every day for the five days. Uh, but it continued on. Uh, and now it is um, Board Glass and Board B then merged in 2014. Um, and then they were able to bring in the, the additional remit from Board B across Irish food, drink and horticulture. So now it's huge and it takes place over a 70 acre site in the Phoenix Park with over 100,000 visitors. Um, so yeah, there's there's something definitely for everyone. There's so much going on. Yeah, it's amazing the way that it has developed in appearance, in the format, everything. It's grown so much from just being that gardening type event. So even if 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 you're not into gardening, there is so much more there for you. And the food element has really grown over the last number of years. It has. Uh, the the food element is, I I guess enormous now i mean this year for example we've got four indoor uh dining areas you know so we, we have our our indoor restaurants bistro bloom garden view restaurant seafood cafe and we have the country crest restaurant but then we've got four outdoor destinations kind of mobile truck destinations so we've got the food village the picnic area barbecue bliss and our new funky food trucks um so like the food village you'll find you know, fabulous Irish food and drinks from operators this year, like the Good Life uh, Food Company, Hog Roast, Glenillan Farm, Staney Farm Baked Potatoes, Keelings, you know, King Citric Oyster Bar from Hoth are coming out, Vigalicious. Um, but then in the picnic area, again, you have a whole selection of different cuisines from Irish and Italian to Japanese and Mexican, uh, all produced obviously with the Board Via Quality Mark Assurance. Um, you know, but operators like the Real Art, Irish Burger Company, Real Irish Sausage Company, Flavours Fish and Chicken, uh, Sugar Mama, Levita Ice Cream, Pizza Dough, Munchies Waffles, you know, the list goes on. Um, and then we have our barbecue bliss area, the third kind of destination. Um, and this is kind of a dedicated grill zone. And this year's exhibitors include Canara, who've been there for a number of years. I have to say I frequented that a lot last year. Um, Hong Kong Barbecue, Pitt Brothers, Smoking Grill House, Sugar Mama, again, Swing Grill, Hell's Barbecue, Bad Boys Barbecue, Farm Hog Roast. Uh, so an awful lot of, of, of different selection. But this year, what we're really excited about, uh, and for something a little bit different, uh, we've introduced the new Funky Food Fleet. So as you know, obviously, you know, with lockdowns and food trucks became a big thing. 
and kind of popped up everywhere. So this year, located next to the picnic area, um, we have a small hub for smaller caterers, whereas previously, you know, over there can be up to 120,000 people, but always a, over 100,000 people at Bloom. You couldn't really have the smaller food trucks because they may not be able to cater for the numbers, whereas this year we're like, no, this is a dedicated area and it will be smaller um, food trucks um, and, and they'll be kind of uh, up there in the picnic area, but they'll have their own destination. <clears throat> so the vendors this year include the Salty Boy, Lost Chicanas Taqueria, Hot Potato, Bahe, Penten Toasties, they do a Kaya Bowls as well, Thanks Plants uh, for a vegan option or a plant-based option, Dash Coffee, you know, Chow Canali, All Bar Chicken, and Food Cloud. We have Food Cloud coming this year, which we're really excited about as well. For people who aren't familiar about what Food Cloud does, like they're a great not-for-profit organization, which is all about using up that surplus food that a restaurant or a supermarket might have and, and putting it to good use by donating it to charity. Absolutely. They're amazing. Um and this year we have a partnership with Food Cloud. So they're going to be featuring across a number of areas. Um, we have Food Cloud are going to be providing some food in, in our media center, but they're also going to be having their food truck where they're providing meals that are all made from food waste. Um, and then they're going to be speaking also on our sustainable living stage, um, and which is also new to Bloom this year in the conservation area. Um about you know food waste, how to reduce food waste in your home, but also how to cook with what people may see as food waste actually can make delicious meals and just kind of wonky veg. And basically the flavors are still there, it's still amazing. It just might be a carrot with three legs as opposed to, you know, uh, but but it's they, and then also um they're at the quality kitchen stage where you have our celebrity chefs, they're going to be cooking some dishes as well using the food waste from food cloud. Um, and then on the very last day of Bloom, on day five, on the Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, at the end of the show, they're coming in and they're taking away um, all the food that's you know still prepackaged and opened um, from the food hall, etc. Um, and going to be distributing that, bringing that back to the warehouse and trip, distributing to charities, etc. So it's fantastic. The sustainability element of it is really amazing and it's great to see that you have um, the sustainability living stage and the garden stage, which both have some culinary elements and there's a few members of the Irish Food Writers Guild involved in, in some of those talks that you mentioned. There are. So on the garden stage, um, we've Mick Kelly, CEO and founder of GIY, um, Grow It Yourself. He'll be talking about growing your own vegetables and eating more plants. Um, we've seen O'Neillon, the holistic gardener, talking about um, herbals and using them for flavours and growing your own herbs. Uh, and we've Phoebe Foran this year, um, known as the Green Witch, who's amazing as well. I've actually been on a urban foraging tour with her. Um, but talking about creating herbal infusions for your garden. And then the sustainable living stage, uh, which will be hosted by Mick Kelly um, from GIY, but also will be sharing the role of MC with Irish food writer and bloggers Caroline Hennessy. Aoife Garrigy and Dee Laffin over the five days. Um, we'll have Food Cloud talking about reducing your food waste, um, which I mentioned already, and how you can cook delicious food from food waste and wonky veg. The flavour is the same as we know. And we have Phoebe talking about making your own honey and herbal teas. Um, and of course, GIY talking about growing your own food, as well as other subjects like soil health, etc. They have their Food Matters series, their six-part series at the moment on... Um, on the television and so they're going to go through kind of each of, of the series as well as part of their talks lots of food being brought into 
to the, the gardening sustainable living stages here. Fantastic. And you mentioned the, the quality stage there. And as somebody said to me many years ago, you couldn't have a food festival without the fabulous Nevin Maguire at it. And he's there most of the days, I believe. So, yeah, our popular food village will once again host the quality kitchen stage. Uh, so we'll have live cookery demonstrations from uh, some of Ireland's leading chefs, including Nevin Maguire, as you mentioned. Uh, Nevin's a big board via ambassador. Um, Catherine Fulvio, Rory O'Connell, Fiona Uema, JP McMahon, Edward Hayden, Brian McDermott and Shane Smith. Um, so, yes, lots of interesting names uh, coming to our quality kitchen stage. Yeah, and, and it's covered. So if you are unfortunate enough to experience rain, it's the perfect place to go to and, and not leave it too late because those cookery demonstrations are always hugely popular. Like they're always a really good audience at them. They do. Um, they're, they're absolutely packed, which is, is always, well, not amazing. I guess they're, they're fantastic chefs, but it really draws a crowd really draws a crowd and people get there early to get their seat and get up the front and um, there's always a bit of theatre usually as well you know someone might have to run out and pick up some herbs from somewhere or you know it's it's fantastic. Great to see it so interactive and it is a very family focused event we should say that there are lots of activities for children including the food dudes. The budding bloomers area is kind of the kids area which includes food dudes um, as one of the, the kind of speakers I suppose um, or educators at it uh, but it definitely you know keeps children so entertained and engaged for the day but this year is so much on we've got willow weaving um, we also have wool weaving Irish wool weaving uh, we've got planting games and um, you know, planting sunflowers as well uh, there's a toddler play area um, there's science games a scientific zoo there's a, a jellyfish display um, just there's so much to see and do and, and the seed bomb making as well the storytelling um, RT Junior are coming as well this year uh, and they have a, a number of just magicians and storytelling and you can be a DJ for the day and discos so lo lots of fun lots and lots to see for kids amazing and look it did start out as a gardening festival and even if you're not into food it is lovely to see the show gardens because they are always magnificent and they're always have the wow factor it's amazing what the garden designers can do in those small spaces um are there any gardens this year that actually have a food element to them because I know in the past there have been a number of gardens that maybe had herbs in them or the National Dairy Council was involved in them for example what do you have this year that has a, a food theme? So interestingly actually the National Dairy Council are back again this year uh, but they have more of a kind of climate action I guess sort of theme um, but the theme that's that's really emerging, actually, interestingly, is um, spaces for children and young people. We have four gardens with that and improving air quality. We've, we've got three gardens under that um, heading. We, we have in the past, right, they've had botanical gardens and Santa Rita gardens, etc. But this year, the real theme is, you know, the spaces for children and young people. Um, we have the No Act Prevent Garden, which is by the National Poisons Information Centre at Beaumont Hospital. So there'll be education people about, you know, keeping your, your garden um, materials up high and, and how obviously a lot of them could be poisonous. Uh, Rise Garden by Oberstown Children Detention Campus, 
Uh, we have the Raising Amazing Garden by Tulsa Fostering. Uh, and we have the first five garden of wonder and discovery by the Department of Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth. So, you know, four gardens in, in that kind of theme there. Um, and then the second one is improving air quality. We have the breathing space for Fingal. So illustrating how outdoor activities benefit our health and well-being. Uh, we have the Citroen Power of One Garden. They've actually done quite a lot of activity. You might have seen their outdoor campaigns. Um, with their urban front garden. So highlighting how planting close to the street is actually chosen for its ability to absorb pollution and clean the air. Um, and then we have our Green Cities Europe Parklet Garden from Bordbia. Uh, that's our kind of sponsored garden, uh, showcasing how green landscaping benefits urban areas as well to keep, uh, it helps, you know, cool the cities, filter pollution and provide drainage. So less less on the food and drink element and, and probably more um, about kind of climate and sustainability and well-being for children. Did I read somewhere about a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory garden? You did, you did. It's amazing, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Tom Levy has designed that. Um, and that's a, another absolutely gorgeous, magical garden. Uh, I, I was up there, you know, during the week and, and they're building that. And it's just incredible. A little stream running through, little, like little um, chocolate running through it. And yeah, absolutely stunning. Another one definitely worth a visit. And tell us a bit more about the build, because you said there you were up there last week. People don't come in a couple of days before the public. It's open to the public from the 1st to the 5th of June. There isn't mm. any weeks involved where people are on site there getting everything ready. Yeah. So, like, there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes. Um, the show garden itself is you know started five weeks ago so it takes six weeks to build the show gardens uh, but really the initial site preparation has been going on for months and then even planning for this year's event you know started literally as soon as this bloom is over the, the planning for the next bloom starts um you know with, with getting desired garden designers and sponsors on board and having those conversations and matching them up and getting the brief of what the brand wants to communicate and how the the blank canvas of the garden can can tell that story um, and then the on-site build is a huge operation. Um, it involves more than 700 people on the 70-acre site. Um, the show garden area, which is our biggest transformation, um, where the biggest transformation takes place, we have each of our designers liaise with Kerry Gardner, who's our show garden and horticulture content manager. She's absolutely amazing. Um, and they bring in their own team of landscape contractors, you know, soft landscapers, and additional members to turn the bare soil and sod, as they say, into magnificent displays the visitors will see uh, next week from Thursday. Um, but it doesn't end there either. So after the event, the garden designers and their teams, we have to return the ground to its original state, which is no mean feat, but obviously part of our agreement with OPW. Um, and so our sponsors, you know, we, we have to get that back the way it was, but also our sponsors start the process of rehoming, um, rehoming as well the gardens. So some of the gardens get rehomed in the party. Some of the elements of the gardens will be reused and, and brought somewhere else. Um, but the trees, plants and elements in the garden are either rehoused, repurposed or uh, stored for reuse post the event. If they haven't been rented, you know, sometimes they're also rented materials that that, that we bring back. Um, but interestingly, I was actually just talking to Kerry about this yesterday, about what gardens have been rehomed. Um, you know, the Suju Garden, uh, Chinese Garden, went to St. Anne's Park in Clintarf, um, and that's still there. Um, the UCD Garden, built a bloom, returned to UCD, um, and it's still used for teaching. 
there was an enable Ireland garden respite garden in 2022 and that went on to the respite centre in Wicklow um, Dream Gardens in 2022 went to charity in Sligo uh, Marie Keating Foundation Gardens they went on to a site in Galway Waterford and other locations um, and then the 2018 Dementia Garden uh, went to uh, Arclow site post show which funnily enough I only found this out yesterday evening there was a little reunion with the, the parents from sixth class last year, well, their, their first first year is now in secondary. And the mum was telling me how she was involved in building that garden. I had no idea because um, this is my first year, you know, he- heading up bloom. Um, but yeah, the dementia garden as well. Her mum had dementia. So incredible. Um, and there's many more, but it, but it's great to see that, you know, nothing is wasted. And look, I think it's fantastic to see the gardens having a new home after the event because they're so amazing. It would be such a waste just to have them there for the few days for the public to look at. There must be so many people would just die to have some of those gardens in their back garden or their front garden to have them permanently. So it's great to hear that some of the gardens that were built with a specific theme have gone on to have new lives in a location that is related to that theme. So look, congratulations on all of the programming today, it's Laura. These things are always a marathon, not a race. There's a lot <laughs> of prep beforehand and then during it, there's no time to sit back and relax and enjoy it. And then afterwards, you know, it's a good few days, if not weeks after it, getting everything taken away into its new home and um, the tidy up that you spoke about. Thanks so much for for telling me more about it today. And for people who want to find out more information, it is really important to buy your tickets beforehand. And I think also to plan your day because there is so much to do. You do not want to miss a thing. So you probably need to prioritise the things that you do want to do. And obviously seeing all the show gardens is top of the list. Absolutely. Um, so for further information, you can get that from boardbeatbloom.com. Um, it is advised purchase your tickets in advance. There's a fast track. You get through it much quicker. Um, and, you know, and I'm planning your day as well. Like we do recommend that those who can walk or cycle do so. Um, and for those traveling from further afield to avail of public transport and the free shuttle buses from Houston Station. Uh, for those who have to drive, you know, our advice is travel early. You know, we have opened and manned more gates into the Phoenix Park this year than we ever have before. Um, but we would encourage people, you know, follow the directional signage. And there's lots of traffic management anyway and stewards to make it as efficient as possible. But, you know, planning your day and then also looking at on the website at all these amazing, the schedule. I mean, it's jam packed um, across all the different stages, you know, the garden stage, sustainable living stage, the quality mark stage, celebrity chefs, you know, to, to and the kids zone to see what and we have a new interactive map this year on the website as well uh, you can also follow us on uh, twitter and instagram and facebook um and it's yeah just come along have a great day i have to say the weather is supposed to be amazing uh so fingers crossed now uh but it's it it's due to be as it has been these past few days which has been absolutely glorious so hopefully it will um it'll, it'll hold up but it's just such a fun uplifting just great fun day out so you know something for everyone and look as you say we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed for good weather so the fpf is another thing to remember to bring with you thanks so much for talking to me about it laura and best of luck with it thank you so much thanks sharon you're listening to the best possible taste on west limerick 102 fm